0: Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is up, students of travel? This is your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE. No matter where you're listening from, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other audio platform, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button, and if you can, rate and review the show. Pop on over to the podcast's official website, dbetravel.com, where you can see a list of all the episodes and view some insightful travel blogs. You can keep up with the show on social media too. Make sure to check out Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. Asheville, North Carolina has great food, wonderful people, exciting outdoor adventures, and more. If Asheville is on your travel radar, this is a great episode to listen to. My guest today is Janice Moskoff, who has the awesome Gather and Go travel blog. Be sure to check it out. And we'll be discussing a group trip that Janice and some of her friends took to Asheville. Listeners, if you scroll down to the show notes, you can find a link to Janice's blog post called What to Do in Asheville, North Carolina, a four-day insider friend getaway guide. And I encourage you to follow along with that as you listen to our chat. We're actually gonna be breaking this down into two episodes the second part will air next week, but let's go ahead and dive into part one. Here's my interview with Janice. Janice, welcome back to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you back on the show again. How are you?
1: I'm doing great, Stevie. How are you doing? And and thank you for having me back. It's I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Yeah, no, I'm absolutely thrilled to have you back, and I'm doing well also. Thank you. Um, And, you know, today we're going to be talking about Asheville, North Carolina, You recently published an article on your Gather and Go travel blog that details a trip you took with some friends to Asheville. Um, That blog post is in the show notes for today's episode, and listeners, please go check it out because it's so detailed and and well-written. But to get started with today's conversation, I'd love to learn a little more about the background of this trip. What can you tell me about the group of travelers you went with, what time of year you visited, why Asheville, those kind of things?
1: Sure, yeah, I went with a group of girlfriends. Um, and I thank you also for the kind words on the article. I put a lot of TLC in this article, one, because the trip was so good, which I obviously we're going to talk about. And two, um, Asheville is one of those locations I love more with every visit. So it just there's a lot going on there. And I, I wanted to convey that in the post. Um, as for the trip, there were seven of us who were supposed to go on the trip. One of the ladies, unfortunately, had a cancel last minute. So, six of us were there. We all know each other from um, a Chicago area. We live in a near suburb called Oak Park, Illinois, or around there. Um, Business book club. We are all business owners, um, all women, or in um, business industries. And so, we've gathered over several years and we read books that are business focused, help us with our marketing, time management, negotiations. You know, we've, we've read pretty much everything from business to personal growth. So, we bonded a lot over the years. We usually try to take one trip per Year, we usually um, take it a little closer to town driving distance. A lot of the ladies in the group have school age children, and it's a little bit hard to get away. But one of our group moved to Asheville several years ago, so this is a trip that we wanted to take. We have a local who lives in Asheville, we wanted to take advantage of that insider perspective, see her, and uh, you know, just get a great experience. We did go in the summertime, it's a little bit easier. As I mentioned, a lot of us have school age kids, it's less complicated to get away in the school um, in the summer when, um, not quite so many activities are happening. And, um, we, uh, went, uh, like I said, we went in the summer, it was June. That's a great time to be there. So, you know, kind of checked all of our boxes. We started planning the trip probably a full year in advance to make sure as many of us could go as possible.
0: Love it. And as I mentioned earlier, your blog post is great, really well written and it's organized, uh, by day. So let's kind of dive in starting with day number one of your Asheville adventure
1: day
0: one you arrived via flight into the Asheville Regional Airport now obviously this isn't a major U.S. airport but it's big enough to have some regular traffic and flights to some major destinations like Chicago and I'm also pretty sure it's a focus city for Allegiant Airlines what can you tell me about the Asheville Regional Airport
1: I'm sure you know I'm glad you brought that up because one of the reasons I forgot that we picked Asheville And um, I've been on several lady or friend trips, and um, picking a destination that's easy to get to is number one. You know, direct flight is top priority. Um, And then an airport that's easy to navigate, not really stressful, which we'll get to that small airport, but a special thing about Asheville is that airports a 30-minute, just under a 30-minute drive to town. So that really limits um, transportation time so we can start having fun more, uh, start having fun sooner. So that's a really another great reason to choose Asheville. And it is a destination for a lot of different cities. You're right, Allegiant has a hub there. I think they have direct flights from over 20 cities. And it does. It's, it's, some of them are year-round and some are seasonal. There is a direct flight from Chicago. Um, we ended up taking United. United Express has a nonstop option. It's under a two-hour flight for us. And um, it was a quick flight. Um, the plane's a little bit smaller. We all tried to take carry-ons. The plane um, had those small overhead bins that you can't actually put your suitcase in, so we had to check our bags on the jet bridge and um, get them from baggage claim. But the nice thing about the Asheville Airport, it's so small that I think from the point of disembarking the plane to leaving the airport with our bags in a rental car might have been 30 minutes. And um, I do love small airports. Like I mentioned, they're stress—they're stressless, they're easy to navigate, they're easy to get through. I think over the last year, I've been to several, the last year or two, I've been to Vail, I've been to Burlington. My favorite is the one-room airport in northern Wisconsin, the Oneida-Rhinelander Airport. Asheville's a little bit bigger than that, but um, super easy to navigate. Like I said, you can just start having fun uh, sooner when you go through these small airports and have easy uh, easy towns to go to with easy transportation. So I loved
0: it. I'm with you on the small airport thing. I live in Orlando, and so the Orlando International Airport is tons of traffic. And so when I fly to these smaller destinations, it's nice kind of getting out and, you know, getting to where you need to go quick. So I love that part of the small airport. So you arrived and your next move on day one was to grab lunch. And you did so at a place called the Laughing Seed Cafe, which sits on Asheville's historic Wall Street. What can you tell me about lunch at the Laughing Seed Cafe?
1: It was delicious. Thank you for asking. Um, I didn't know a lot about this restaurant. We kind of picked it for proximity. And um, one of our group is vegan, so a lot of the restaurants that we ended up going to, and then our local friend who lived there, the the restaurants she chose for our trip were all very vegan friendly. I happen to not be vegetarian or vegan. I like to describe myself as an indiscriminate lover of all good foods. So you know, I have a really open mind when it comes to these restaurants. And so I went to Laughing Seed Cafe. We were, It was. We were able to get a seat outside. It was a beautiful summer day. And, um, yeah, I ordered a sandwich. I'm never usually that excited about sandwiches, but this one was about, it exceeded all my expectations. It was on toasted bread It had hummus. It had beets. It was just the right kind of toasty and crunchy. It had two potato chips with it. And, you know, we just, we had a great meal. Um, one of my friends does very, a very clever thing and I should remember it, but I get too excited about menus and ordering to remember it. She jumps on the Yelp yelp app on her phone and she'll look up the most recommended dishes so when we were at laughing seed cafe she ordered um the buffalo tacos those were tender cauliflower um inside of a taco and buffalo sauce and those were excellent so she does that i should really follow her lead but um each one of us everything we ordered from uh lunch from the restaurant that day was excellent
0: awesome. And then I love the next thing you guys did, because after lunch, you went on an electronic bike group tour with a company called The Flying Bike, which I'm sure was a great way to see and learn about the city a little bit. How was your experience biking through Asheville?
1: Uh, You know, I loved it. I don't know. um, Stevie, have you been on e-bikes before or? I've done the scooter
0: thing, like getting on scooters, but I've never done the e-bikes and I've never done like a group tour like that.
1: Oh, interesting! I haven't actually done the scooters. This is my second time on an e-bike, and um, you know I loved it. The first time I did it was in Rome. We did a bike trip on the Appian Way, and we had e-bikes. So this one was a little bit different. For anybody who's not familiar with Asheville, it's it's really in the Blue R- Blue Ridge Mountains, and the town is hilly. So unless you are an amazing athlete or a pro cyclist, it's nearly impossible to bike up a hill stop at a stoplight, which of course you have to do when there's, there's streets crossing or a stop sign. And from a stopping position, then accelerate or get yourself up that hill and keep going. So e-bikes are really key for that, especially for someone like me, who's not a very confident biker. I'm more of a recreational enthusiast. And, um, it just helps make biking around a city easy. When I get to a new place, I love taking a tour. If it's self-guided or it's organized for several reasons, it just gets me oriented and helps me figure out, where I want to go next. Where do I want to spend my time? And e-bike is obviously, well, it's fun. I like e-bike tours or bike tours because they're fun. And two, they just cover so much ground. So this one in particular was really great. We met at the flying bike right after lunch and um, we got a really good um, orientation and some practice on the bike for people who have not been on um, e-bikes before. They're a lot heavier than a, a normal bike. So you want to be able to feel like you can maneuver it. We uh, practice doing some elongated figure eights, and we practice using the thrust. Um, I never used the thrust in the Italy bike tour because we were on flat ground. The thrust becomes very necessary in Asheville because that's the extra power and speed that gets you up a hill. And you know, like I said, I'm not a very confident biker. I think within five or ten minutes of actually riding on the streets, I felt great. On the flying bike does a really good job. Too, our guide was a woman named Anna, and she's a local mom who is an avid cyclist she would call out the speed to our group, what we needed to use while we are on the tour. So we would follow her lead, not only when to cross an intersection, what speed to use, and then I would figure out what thrust. So the way the bike tour works is that we go to different areas in a preset route throughout Asheville, and the flying bike is really good that it will stop at key destinations within Asheville and give us great history of um, the city and that, you know, whatever iconic building that we're at. Um, the best and my favorite part of the tour was uh, we eventually made our, our way through downtown Asheville, through some residential streets, and up to the top of Sunset Mountain, where the Grove Park Inn sits. And it's this century-old inn that has this amazing view of um, the, of Asheville and the surrounding mountains. And so that was really great to be able to go there. And I even just published a bike or an article that just highlights that bike tour and all the things that I liked about it as well as other guided tours and self-guided biking you can do in the city.
0: Very cool. And I think we'll throw that article, if that's all right, down in the show notes so listeners can click that and read about more of that, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Cool, cool. So after your bike tour, it was time to check into your four-bedroom, four-bathroom rural mountain rental home, which was managed by Yonder Luxury Vacation Rentals. Talk about the house you rented during your Asheville trip and if you can speak on how renting an oversized home or cabin can be a good option to consider for a group trip like the one you did, you know, feel free to kind of sprinkle that into your answer, too.
1: Yeah, I will. You know, it's whenever planning a group trip, you're you're trying to meet a lot of people's different uh, expectations and priorities. So we quickly figured out as a group that we had two top priorities when it came to lodging. One was um, we all wanted our own beds like no one wanted to share. We didn't need our own rooms. We needed our own beds. No one wanted to. You know, we're all, we all have businesses, we all have kids, we have busy lives, everyone wanted a really good night of sleep. So that was number one, whatever we rented. And number two was that we wanted someplace that was affordable. We had different budgets in our group and we wanted to be sensitive to everybody at each place in the budget. So with those two things in mind, we expanded our search um, in lodging of that size and with that kind of uh, expectation, everybody having their own bed, gets really pricey in the core of Asheville. Um, in downtown Asheville or um, a little bit in the, the city. So we ended up expanding our search and we stayed 25 minutes out of town in um, a town called Fairview. And this is where our friend who was local to Asheville really helped out because she could help us pinpoint the great areas to stay in. And Fairview is more rural. It has a, a brewery and a couple restaurants, but um, what it has in abundance are different vacation homes uh, in mountainous areas. So we found this house, it was in our budget, and um, no one minded the distance from town. We knew that we'd be driving back and forth to town in our rental car. And um, it was also close to hiking trails. We knew that one of our top priorities for our trip was the activities that we wanted to do, which was hiking. So we didn't need to be in town to do that. Um, The house was great. It exceeded all my expectations. It's one of those houses where you get there and the picture, uh, the actual house in person is better than the pictures. And sometimes I'm a little reluctant to actually Uh, Book properties from uh, management companies like Yonder, but I have to say Yonder did an excellent job. I think that they focus mainly in North Carolina and maybe that region of the country. So they're very focused with specific properties and the interior of the house was excellent. The cleanliness was great. I thought they were super professional and the house had three bedrooms um, on paper, but technically it was four. There's a fourth bedroom that couldn't be qualified as a bedroom because it's In the basement with no window but it had a bunk room so we were able also to our for our group allow um different people in the group to choose to stay in the bunk room and then we prorated those rooms so that was pretty much a half price stay versus one of the private rooms and uh so it really you know helped us achieve the the two top priorities as i mentioned for our group um you know separate beds and affordability
0: Sounds like the uh, the perfect fit for you guys on your group trip. And you know, you made one final stop on day one, and that was at the Whistle Hop Brewery for some tasty beverages. And the brewery has some rotating food trucks, so you were able to grab dinner there as well. What was your experience at Whistle Hop like?
1: Uh, it was great. That was only about a ten minute ride drive away from our rental home. And, um, you know, we got lucky with the weather, too. It's a beautiful June summer day. Uh, it stays light pretty late in the Asheville area. And we got to the Whistle hop, and it's just this it's expansive brewery property, and it has uh, multi-level lawns, uh, you know, park at the base, and there's playgrounds for the kids, patank, and all sorts of fun things that families or friends can do together. Walking up a set of stairs, they have this... A very expansive lawn with picnic tables where people can uh, congregate. And walking up from there is the brewery building, which is open air. Um, when we got there, there was live music playing. Um, then uh, you know, we walked up to the brewery counter and ordered our, our beers, took them and headed down to the picnic table on a gorgeous night, ordered, um, as you mentioned, there were food trucks and the brewery has a rotating schedule of food trucks. The food truck that was there the night we were there was called DeliVolve. They served sandwiches and and they were pretty good. I think I have some photos in the blog post that you mentioned. And um, you know we just hung out, group of friends catching up on a beautiful night with beer and easy easy food from a food truck.
0: It was it was great. Day two. So you kicked off day two with breakfast at the Green Sage Cafe, which looks like it had really good food. How was the Green Sage Cafe?
1: Uh, That was another great choice uh, for our group. Uh, For people who haven't been to Asheville, what's interesting is that a lot of the local Asheville trains tend to have two or three locations. So Green Sage is like that. I I believe they have three locations in the Asheville area. We happen to be in their south location, which is closest to Arden, Arden, North Carolina. That was the easiest drive from our Fairview uh, rental home. So the green stage was great. Um, We walked up the counter, were able to order whatever we wanted. I got. We were headed to hiking next, so I got um, an egg sandwich on a biscuit, and uh, you know it was a really great option for my friend who in the group who's a vegan because they had so many healthy vegan oriented bowls, and they were beautiful colors. They were gorgeous. They had sweet potato. And I mean, maybe for someone who doesn't like that, you know, they they won't, they won't be appealing, but like I said, I like most foods, um, beautiful kale, sweet potato, some pumpkin seeds, um, tofu, um, beans. It looks really great. I think I have a photo of, of what she ate on the, the blog as well.
0: Perfect. And then I love hiking and getting outdoors. So I'm very interested to hear you talk about what you did next on day two, which was a hike on the Wildcat Rock Trail. You actually have another blog post specifically dedicated to this hike and listeners can find that in the show notes as well. But can you share some of the details about that Wildcat Rock Trail, like the difficulty of the hike, how much time you should set aside to take this hike, and what you might see as you make your way along the trail?
1: Sure. Um, the Wildcat Rock Trail was a great one to do. Um, there's a wonderful hiking trails throughout the Asheville area, usually within 30 minutes or an hour drive. I like the Wildcat Rock Trail because it is a trail that gives uh, recreational hikers like me, you know, some of everything that they want. Um, it's just under four miles. Uh, it is. I think I said it was a, about a, this one specifically is about a 30 minute drive from Asheville. So it's easy to get to. It has a dedicated parking lot, and um, in terms of time, it probably takes about three hours to do. Um, if someone's really up there for exercise, they can do it in less. If they want to take more time, you know, picnic and take your time on the trail, you can you can do more. I'm pretty sure it took us about three hours. The other thing I like about the trail is um, there are some really popular trails in the Asheville area, and this one tends to be a little less trafficked. So. It doesn't feel like a super highway of people and in, inner um, enjoying nature. This one has a smaller lot, probably only can accommodate about 15 cars. On the day that we did it, we we hiked around mid early afternoon on a Friday. We probably saw 10 other people on the trail, and that's during our entire three hours. So we saw some uh, parents with babies. We saw some dogs, and we even saw another group. Um, we were a group of ladies, and we saw a group of men. They looked like a bunch of dads probably about our age on a guy's weekend, so it's a good good trail for uh, group, groups as well. But um, what it gives, like I mentioned, it gives people something of everything. It has a little bit of a waterfall, it has forested trails, um, it has some really cool rock um, rock uh, terrain that you can hike on, and, uh, and it's got a great view. The only thing is, I happen to like ascents, and I happen to like hiking uphill. Um, It does have a 1,000 foot, at least a 1,000 foot elevation gain. So for someone who's maybe has back problems or knee problems, you know, they might want to actually check out the blog post that you mentioned because I have some video of the hike so they can get a really good idea of whether or not that's terrain that they want to tackle.
0: After your hike and making your way back to your rental house to freshen up, you and your friends made your way back to the city and did an Asheville rooftop bar tour. Now, in your blog, you gave a really honest assessment of the rooftop bar tour that you took, which includes some positives and negatives, and when I read through this part of your article, I really appreciated that honesty. Can you walk us through your experience and talk about how this might be a great fit on an itinerary for the right group, but also share some of the tour negatives that you noted in your blog?
1: Yeah, you know, it's always tough um, when writing about a place to properly convey without bias, you know, or recognizing my own bias where, you know, my own experience um, makes me think that an experience or something is, is not quite up to par or not something that I love. So, you know, I appreciate you saying that. And You know, I also, as I've been a small business owner in the past, like I know that, you know, what people say matters and can affect a business. So I really wanted to give an honest assessment of it. So the way this, I had happened to be looking forward to this rooftop bar tour. It has extraordinarily high ratings. My friend who lives locally had seen it around town. We thought it would be perfect for our group. And personally, as one of the two organizers for our group trip, it's and not like the burden was very heavy, but whenever we have an organized activity, it's nice to let go of the reins and let someone else be in charge and, and kind of just sit back and enjoy the activity. So I was looking forward to it for several reasons. The way that this tour works is that um, whoever books it, and our group booked it, it's, it's a public tour. There are other people on the tour. I think there are three other ladies. Uh, we meet at the designated spot in Asheville and um, at a specific time. And then at that point, we board a minibus, and there's a guide and a driver. And then the way the tour works is a minibus will then take the guests to three different rooftop bars in Asheville. And at each stop, you get a sample cocktail. It's probably half size from a normal cocktail, which is you know probably a good idea because the food is not included. You have to order that separately. And for someone like me who does not have a very high tolerance, three full size cocktails probably would be into my evening. But um, if you go to each place and you get you know you get your sample cocktail and then you get a little bit of history about uh, Asheville. And uh, and then the tour wraps up. And you enjoy the great views, and you get the other benefit of the tour, which might be really important for people, is that you get a set aside table. A lot of these rooftop bars that have great views in Asheville don't take reservations. So if you want to go to them yourself, you have to either wait in line if there's no tables available, or uh, you know you really you really can't, or you have to show up really early. So. I happened to love the first stop that we went on this rooftop bar tour. It was the AC Hotel. um, That is a Marriott hotel, I believe, in downtown Asheville. To me, it had the best view. We ordered some appetizers. I thought they had the most creative menu. I liked the drink. And uh, I just liked the atmosphere. It's sort of modern meets mountain, a little bit great. You know, the mountains were close. It made for a great view. And I think my group personally could have just stayed there and maybe explored on our own. And I think part of the reason we didn't end up loving the tour was for the next two reasons, which is the next uh, hotel, and I talk about which hotel this is in uh, the blog post, but um, the next hotel that we went to really wasn't a great one. It was, um, the decor wasn't that interesting, the view wasn't that great, the menu wasn't that inspired. And I think that was at the point where my group felt like, well, you know, we're, we feel stuck here. And it wasn't as, um, you know, we really wanted to, you know, spend time together. And I know it doesn't sound as great. Like, we're we're a group of six ladies who don't get to spend enough time together that we realize that maybe doing something private on our own may have been a better fit. And then also all coming from Chicago, we've been to rooftop bars before. It's a place we feel comfortable at. It doesn't really feel like a novelty. So I think once we kind of got to the second place we didn't love, everybody's sort of light bulb went off. and We're like, uh. Well, you know, maybe this wasn't the right choice for us, but um, we stuck with it. Obviously, we had the tour and we went to the third place and I think it was fine. But in hindsight, for my group specifically with the experiences that we had, knowing how we wanted to spend our time, I would have maybe explored on our own, um, staying at the first uh, rooftop bar or continuing on to some other place. You know, and also a lot of us in my group happen to wear comfortable footwear. So for other ladies who are in groups where you know you don't want to navigate and walk around town too much, you know that tour would be a, a great thing. So I can see why people book it, um, why they love it, why the tour the, the tour reviews are, are pretty high. But I think given the chance, we would have maybe done it a little bit differently.
0: Well, you know, as you said, it's not an easy thing to do to, to write about an honest assessment of a place. But I thought you did a wonderful job and you know describing describing your experience but you wrapped up your second day in Asheville by visiting a place called chai pani for dinner what kind of cuisine can you find at chai pani and how was dinner
1: chai pani was on our list um mainly because our vegan friend had done some research and uh, she had discovered that this restaurant had recently won a james beard award so it was really celebrated. Plus, she's South Asian and and definitely an expert on Indian Indian cuisine, and the rest of us love it. I happen to love Indian food, so we were all in. We we wanted to have this Indian street food experience, and you know, from a celebrated restaurant that had been recognized for great food. Um, It is very popular. We we had to. There's no reservations. You have to put your name in. Uh, I think what we did is we after our uh, rooftop bar tour, we I think it was only two blocks away or a block away. To Chai Pani, where we ended up stopping at our last place for the rooftop bar tour, we put our name in, and then we just explored the downtown Asheville area, and um, that was nice. We went into a couple shops, and there are outdoor um, vendors and, and some displays to look at, and it was easy to use our time. I think we went we went into the really cool bookstore, the Battery Park Book Exchange. That's a really good one to spend a, a little bit of time if you're waiting for a Chai Pani reservation. And then we ended up getting a table inside. We had six of us were at a table and we had some great food. We had Indian street food and um, some valley dishes. And uh, we did have some leftovers. They were generous servings. So we brought those home and uh, had some leftovers too.
0: A big DBE thank you to Janice from the Gather and Go travel blog. I had a lot of fun learning about some of the things her group did around Asheville. And make sure you tune in next week to hear all about the second half of her trip. Listeners, please make sure to take a moment to visit gatherandgo travel.com, where you'll find more wonderful travel blogs, destination guides, and a ton more. If you like Destinations Beyond Expectations, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and do me a huge favor tell a friend about the show. If you want to see me talk about more great destinations, follow a page called Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, where every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, I help host a live stream that focuses on how groups can experience a destination. Again, the page you'll want to follow for that is Group Travel Odyssey. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Have a fabulous rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.